Hello internet friends, uh, welcome to this recording on motivation and taking action. I hope that you enjoy this little format and playing about with things. And if you're listening to this in the podcast, I'm going to talk through the slides, so don't worry too much. So the things I want to discuss today. I want you to understand what motivation is in psychological terms and also what practically it looks like. Because the difference between psychological motivation and like what motivation actually looks like is quite large. I want you to understand what improves and what worsens, worsens, that, that is a word but doesn't sound right, what worsens your motivation. Disproves, that's not, it makes worse, who cares. I want to explore different strategies and explain to you kind of what motivation is and then look at some practical terms for it. Now before we begin, we need to standard, uh, standardise what we mean about motivation and how we talk about it in regards to goals. If you've been listening to this podcast or you're a client of mine, you'll know that I try to step away from good and bad and assigning value to actions because it usually has a negative impact on our mental health and more specifically how we speak to ourselves mentally, which has a large impact on us. We want to focus on moving towards a goal and away from a goal. For example, if fat loss is your goal or improving your gym frequency is a goal, but you choose not to you know, track your calories one day or not to go to the gym because you want to go to a social event or you're catching up with a friend, that's not really a bad habit. It is just a different habit. And we can acknowledge that it might move you away from a goal in the short term, but in the long term, it's actually something that will benefit you because you got a lot mentally or emotionally or physically from the moving away from the goal. And we need to start thinking about these things on multi-tiered levels because not everything is on the same timeline, if you like. Things have different values in our lives at different times and it's important to know that. And yeah, we should acknowledge that moving towards a goal has a long-term payoff, including kind of mental high fives, your improved self-esteem and belief in yourself, and that moves you further forward in the future. We call that a successful spiral. I still haven't got that because I don't think things spiral upwards. Maybe they can, I don't know. Moving away from a goal, however, has a short-term payoff in that you might get some dopamine from it, but it reinforces our self-belief that we can't change and has a negative effect on our self-esteem, especially if we say that that was bad or we were bad. That's tough. Rather, if we say we acknowledge that we moved away from the goal, but that we always have an opportunity to move towards it, that self-compassion really comes in here. Right, um, We last thing on just kind of how we're thinking about this, we always think about our goals and the chasing of them is in service of our life, not because when you achieve X you will feel Y, so you won't feel happier when you weigh less, you won't uh, be more confident in yourself if you have a massive arse or you improve your glutes, we want to say that it's in service of our life, but it's not the be-all, end-all. We're not like putting, you know, glute gains on a pedestal and saying, well, if I don't get this, I'm going to do myself in because that's quite worrying, putting all your, your wants into this one thing. <clears throat> so, I want you to remember, all behaviour has a function and a purpose. Our journey with regards to coaching and this includes yourself if you are uh, not a client and you're listening to this in the future. The re our journey is about adapting and adding, sorry, adding and adapting current behaviours, habits and thought patterns. So 
we may change a thought pattern from a negative one to a positive one regarding eating carbohydrates, but we are not removing it. We are just changing how we think about it because we're still thinking about it, but it's the way we think about it that matters most. Now, we define motivation as, well, people would define it as what your drive to do something is, which is half an answer. Realistically, or rather, it's specifically the process by where goal-directed activities are initiated and sustained. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but basically, your own individual process with goals, and they can be more value-based, as a lot of my clients are, than necessarily, I want to lose X amount of weight, or I want to lift X amount of weight on deadlifts. The process to how you get there is the motivation. So that's why I say it's multifactorial because you're not looking to feel motivated, you're looking to act in a motivated way. Now, very quickly, we're just going to, in fact, let's talk about this uh, super quickly. So there's five different types of uh, uh, motivation and there's one that we operate on is the most likely, but realistically, we're not able to prove any of these definitively, but I'll go through them with some memes. So the first one is expectancy value. And we basically, if you dream it, you can do it. Walt Disney quote, if you have a goal and a belief in yourself, it's achievable. Now, the problem with that is that there's too many other factors that go into your life that you can't control. So you can dream it and you can move towards a goal. But let's say, for example, your goal is to eat the most amount of chocolate in the world, right? Well, let's say that you are lactose intolerant, so you can't eat milk chocolate. Uh, and let's say that for some reason, all the chocolate in the world disappears. That was never under your control, so you could never achieve it. Now, what is good about this is reflecting on why you're doing the goal. Like, what is the reason for it? Because we have to have powerful motivators to, and I mean mental motivators, so reasoning, really, powerful reasons, rather, to want to do something so I do we do use this because we use kind of big long-term goals and then we break them down into actions but what we need to remember is we always always acknowledge that we might wake up one day and just not be able to get the job done sometimes that happens and the second type of motivation uh, the, the attribution theory uh, and it's basically that people look for explanations or causes that can explain their success or failure and the little meme here is Donald Trump saying I take full responsibility it's not my fault and that's because we can rationalize anything so the reason you didn't lose body fat or the reason you didn't go to the gym is because you're a bad person instead of be instead of acknowledging that you chose not to go because the idea that there's something wrong with you and that's the reason that you didn't go to the gym is much more palatable and much easier for your brain to take in than the fact that you chose not to go or that there was another situation that took priority because when we get fixed on these ideas of like goals and motivations and we'd say that we prioritize our health and then when we do something that to others may seem like we're not prioritizing it it can cause some inner conflict in our brain which isn't great but with a more flexible approach, we can understand that we have general concepts and values and priorities, but that sometimes life gets in the way and we have to adjust for them. So attribution theory is not a bad theory. It's just one that can be used uh, to justify reasonings, you know, like the end justifies the means or, yeah, for example, if someone is poor, then it's okay to steal because 
they are poor and I don't actually disagree with that to be fair uh, but it depends on the reasoning why doesn't it and then that goes into your own uh, your own biases so yeah attribution theory is where people try to look for causes or explanations that they can attribute to their success or failure and put it's not always inward sometimes they'll put the blame on outside circumstances oh, it was too rainy to go a run well is there ever such a thing as too rainy to go a run no but you can choose not to go in the rain because of the discomfort that you have when you're in it but you still chose not to run <laughs> now oh no i didn't copy and paste this so <laughs> the next slide is monkey see monkey do which is let me just pull back because i forgot the name of it already uh which is social cognitive and it's the idea that you learn things from seeing other people do it so if you see a uh, a parent give money to uh, a homeless person and display some compassion towards them you will integrate that into your thought patterns and also you may integrate it and then disagree with it and decide not to give money to the homeless person and okay cool you cold-hearted bastard that's fine but it's one of those ones that yeah monkey see monkey do so we initiate things based on what we see now there's a lot of holes in this because it's very flimsy when we start to introduce outside factors it's not a bad idea, but I don't think it's a particularly complete one. Uh, goal orientation, I think, is goal orientation the... Goal orientation, I think, I don't know off the top of my head, is one that most people ascribe to, I think. Could be this last one, though. But anyway, goal orientation. Uh, the idea that somebody in a position of authority may direct you towards considering tests, uh and grades as the important thing or who's best or worst then they're likely to adopt what's called performance goals where your outcome is the success so how successful the outcome is is how successful you were i.e what goal now if they talk about self-mastery and improving yourself and not necessarily achieving a specific goal but working towards it and that's what we do so when we talk about improving let's say general strength we focus on the principles that will cause the body to get stronger and we're acknowledging that by seeing the weight in the bar go up we are working towards our goal but we wouldn't say for example if a client was meant to try and deadlift 100 kilos and they only managed 95 we wouldn't say that's a failure because that starts to internalize some negative self-esteem because we can't control these factors so Again, going to external goals like weight lost, weight lifted, miles ran, steps done, they can be useful, but you have to remember that if you're internalizing them negatively, that's not a lot of fun for yourself instead of focusing on the process of doing, the process of improving yourself and developing that self-mastery, but with the acknowledgement that there's outside factors that can and will kick you in the ass. Uh, COVID-19 and my mental health for example. The last one is one that I talk about all the time and it's self-determination theory. Now this is the idea that there's three, well there's more than this, but the idea that there's basic needs that a person has to engage with in order for them to be successful. So autonomy, the freedom to choose which you do. So for example, uh, choosing your own meal plan for example if you were going to use one in a diet or choosing how many days a week to exercise versus being told how many days a week and then you've got your belonging or your relatedness 
your belonging, your relatedness is just having a sense of community. And this is a sense of community. We try and involve all of you in these trainings and these lessons so that you can see that other people are with you. And indeed, community is the relationship between yourself and I. We, to some degree, depending on how well we know each other, if you're listening to the podcast, not very well, I'm going to imagine, how we interact and seeing someone else that has similar beliefs, thoughts and feelings makes you feel like you're not as alone and that has a significant impact on your self-belief. And then lastly, there's competency or perceived competency if you want to be very specific. And the reason we clarify that is perceived competency, that someone may think that they have good fat loss skills, but actually they're just very good at sticking to a meal plan and tracking their calories. That doesn't necessarily mean they have good fat loss skills because part of fat loss is to maintain the weight drop afterwards. Or it may not be in extreme cases, but for the most part, for those listening, that will probably fall into that category. However, competency is a metric for your self-belief. When you start to see yourself achieving things, it's why you feel more motivated because you're improving your self-esteem. And it's why when you are starting to go to the gym or you're starting a fat loss diet or even a weight gain diet and you see evidence, data that you're, I guess, doing it right in quotation marks, whether that be weight loss, weight lifted, whether that be uh, weight gained, you improve your own self-efficacy, your own self-belief and that is like, it's like momentum, it's like a little eternity circle of momentum, it generates itself. But equally, if you perform poorly and can't separate those emotions, you can negatively internalize those feelings of self-doubt. And it's why it's super important that we have a method to step away from that and look at it objectively. Now, the last thing we want to just look at here, folks, is where do we start? We have to identify the larger goals, break them down into skills and actions that go through the week. Clarity and understanding makes you more likely to take action. When you don't understand the benefits and the consequences of your actions, you're less likely to take action. <laughs> Consider how it fits into your current lifestyle. So gym six times a week is a great idea, but not if you work 35 hours plus a week. You have a social life and you don't get paid for your workouts. Last 30 seconds now, here we go. Develop inaction skills to change the behaviours. So whilst of course we want to work on our environment, and when I say environment, I mean our support network, I mean our friends and family, I mean our calendaring, our prepping our meals, you have to develop mindfulness skills that lets you pause in the middle of a choice that doesn't align with your values. I hope this has been useful, folks. Let me know your feedback, and if you have any questions, please hit me up. Otherwise, take care.